Got a question? Ask the doc. Professor Rob McLaughlin from AMSA Partners Healthy Mail. There's an adage you'll often hear in sport, especially boxing, that has a few variations, but it generally goes something like, Father Time is the only undefeated champion. Of course, the saying is pointing out that no matter how hard you train or no matter how hard you try, ageing and everything that comes with it is inevitable. Now, even though we know that from childhood, it's still pretty confronting and rightly or wrongly, we usually try to squeeze it down and suppress it until we can't deny it anymore, whether it's the creaky joints or the wrinkles in the mirror and whether it hits you like a ton of bricks or slowly dawns on you, the realities of ageing can get you down. So how do we deal with that? Well, let's ask the doc. Professor Rob McLaughlin AM is with us. He's a director at Healthy Mail, among many other things, including our Shed Wireless doctor in the house. Hello, Rob. G'day there, Aaron. This is a really important subject. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a very complex relationship between our our physical health and our mental health. And uh, indeed, originally, when Healthy Mail started, we had a very much a focus on the organs, you know, the prostate, the testis, uh, erectile function, whatever. And we came to see how often that was associated with mental health distress, anxiety, depressions or whatever. And that's a very strong relationship. But in the other direction, people who have mental health problems of whatever origin as they age may also often present with concerns about their reproductive system. For example, sexual dysfunction is very common. So it goes in both directions. Unless you're understand both sides of the equation, you're not going to do you know, the best job for, for the patient. So there's what we call a bi-directional relationship between your physical health and your mental health. It goes in both directions. And we've really focused in the last well, decade, I guess, on trying to increase our understanding and what we can offer the community and the profession about the understanding of this issue and how best to address it. And so amongst other things, we're very excited to have Suzanne now join the team uh, with us, uh, an expert in this area. And uh, it's this sort of expert advisory capacity that, that we can bring. Um, I think you know, we'll make a difference to what we, we can give, give them in. You speak of Professor Suzanne Chambers AO, who is the Dean of the Faculty of Health at the University of Technology in Sydney. She has a particular interest and expertise in this subject and has been good enough to join us on the Shed Wireless. Hello and welcome. Thank you. Could you give us some context for how you come at this particular subject? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. So I do a lot of work with um, older men who are facing chronic disease. There is absolutely, as Rob said, this close relationship between physical well-being and mental well-being. As we age, we're just going to uh, find that stressful things happen to us. We can get uh, a diagnosis of a serious illness or it's just the, the years that make us not as strong as we used to be, not as quick as we used to be. And these are difficult things to face. There's an old um, saying that says uh, ageing, it's for the courageous, I guess is the way to say it, because it's quite, it's quite challenging in our heads. We really, we understand cognitively that we're going to age and our bodies aren't going to be the same, but it's quite a different thing when it starts to happen to you. And this is stressful and distressing. And, and so there's a real tie up between our physical well-being and our mental well-being. Is it fair to say that very often it is a physical manifestation that forces the mental engagement? In layman's terms, it's when you have some sort of ageing problem, let's say it's prostate, for example, that makes you suddenly realise you're not 22 anymore. Is that often the case? 
Look, I think so. Uh, we, as I said, we know we're going to get older and, and that life is finite, but we, we almost act as if, if it isn't. And then suddenly when you, when either you get a serious illness or someone around you, something happens to them, it brings it right in front of your face that you can't ignore the fact that you're getting older and that life is changing. And if you think of these things as life stresses that come along, um, which, and it's not just about um, physical ageing, of course, as well. It's also about the life transitions that happen as we age, our work changes, we retire, uh, stuff happens with our children if we have them, all these things that happen around us and life goes through major changes. And even if they're positive changes, it's still stressful. And I think not taking account of that and understanding that can make us feel make you feel more bewildered when suddenly you find you're not feeling quite the same emotionally or mentally as you were and you wonder well where did that come from but in actual fact if you sat and thought about potentially the major life changes that you've been having and, and that could be changes in health or changes in life situation then it becomes pretty obvious there's a reason why this is going on for you when somebody comes to you and they're not doing well what sorts of things do you say to them? The first thing that I do is try and understand why the per what's happening with that person. What is it that's worrying them? Um, and that could be a range of things. I think one of the hardest things when you're trying to, when you don't feel the way you want to feel, is to understand why it's why it's happening and get some awareness of it. Because we don't, it's it's unpleasant to not feel happy, to feel sad or to feel depressed. And so often we'll try and avoid those feelings through not talking about it, through withdrawing, potentially having a few more glasses of wine at night than we should. In, paradoxically doing the things that are least likely to help us. Um, so it's really working with a person to say, let's look at what's been happening in your life and what has changed for you. Get some awareness of how you're feeling and thinking right now. And once we do that, we can make a plan to move forward. Because you've already, as has Rob, talked about the chicken and egg nature of mental and physical health. But I know from my own experience, if I have a physical problem, and it can be anything from a sore ankle to something more serious, it's not only the fact that you're dealing with that, it's your actual robustness, your capacity to deal mentally with what else comes at you. So something that when you're feeling strong and on top of it and have no physical problems, you would just take in your stride when you have a bad back or some test that's on its way that you're worried about or whatever, your ability to react to something healthily is really diminished. Look, I think that's right, and it's a really good way to put it. Often what I try and do with people is say, let's break this down. Let's look at objectively as best we can what's happening in your life and how you've been feeling, and then let's look at uh, the way you've been thinking about it. So uh, it's pretty typical. We all have these ways that we think about negative things or difficult things when they happen to us. And it's it's pretty common for people to catastrophize, to imagine it to be worse than it is, or to do sort of all or nothing thinking it's got to all be this way or else it's going to be terrible. So the way we think about things affects the way we respond to them, if that makes any sense. It's a story I often say to people is, have you ever had that feeling when you walk into the car park and you think you're walking to the car and it's not there. And if your immediate thought is someone's stolen the car, you're going to immediately feel very unhappy and quite ill. But if your thought is, oh, it must be the next row, 
your reaction to it is quite different. The only thing that's changed is the way you were thinking about it. I think that's a really good example. And it strikes me that there might be some unlearning involved in this as well, because take, for example, what people might have done in their job. Say you're a builder who turns up, or you might be a town clerk or even a policeman and you turn up to a situation, part of what we're trained to do is to run the worst case scenario. What might be the worst thing that's happening here and work your way backwards from there. But that's not a terribly healthy way to approach your own body and mind. I think that's true. It, it, sometimes we do that. We run the worst case scenario and then work our way back because we think it will help us feel more in control. And sometimes that might be true. But if all we're ever doing is running the worst case scenario through our heads and in our heads we're stuck in the worst case scenario, then that just makes you feel distressed. We are going to have a number of conversations. You've been very generous with your time and expertise, but I want to get on the record in our first chat, Suzanne, that you actually don't subscribe to the worldview that ageing is this inevitable deterioration until there's a bitter end, that you actually think that there's a lot of positives that come with ageing as well? There's no question that, and it's for all of us, we're all ageing and we wake up and go, oh, that never used to ache. <laughs> that used to feel a bit better than this. When did getting off the lounge require a sound effect? You know, that, here we go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or how long do I have to walk around in the morning before I can walk around straight? All of those things that just happen. Or why do I always seem to feel tired? But in actual fact, you get freed of a lot of things as you age. There are demons we put upon ourselves when we're young about striving for this and looking, looking a certain way, being a certain way. And you can free yourself of those when you get older and just go, you know what, this is who I am and I'm pretty damned happy about that. Yeah. I'm sure I've made mistakes, but I've also done some great things. And to be get to get more comfortable in your skin and to be in a position where you really do acknowledge what you've learned and the wisdom you have and then look for your opportunities to share that. So you go through life, you learn a lot of stuff, and um, that's really important and valuable. And then when you get older, you can have the chance to share that and to be generous with what you know and what you have with others in a way that you might not have had time to do when you were younger and you were striving and you were trying to build a family and you were trying to build a career and, and get over all of those early hurdles that you have in life. So I think there's a huge capacity for regeneration and taking certain risks when you're older that you couldn't do when you're younger when you had to worry about the practical matters in a different way. Is the takeaway from this conversation then think about how you think about things? <laughs> that idea of your posture at a problem will actually affect the problem? Absolutely. And we call them automatic thoughts. We have these patterns we can get into in our heads where we go around in circles, not to our best advantage. So I will often say to people, get some awareness of what you're thinking in your head and then imagine that you were your own best friend. What would your own best friend say to you? And how would, um, how would your own best friend coach you to think about the future, the, think about both the present and the future in a more helpful way um, and just being your own best mate in life? That's super useful stuff, Rob. 
Oh, absolutely. General words of wisdom. Yeah, I think you're getting a sense, uh, Aaron, as to why we're so thrilled to have Suzanne giving us uh, these insights, uh, that healthy male, because uh, the way she, she puts these things, I think, have just got to resonate resonate with me and supreme with you and I suspect most of your audience. Unquestionably, and this is it. It's all about taking some quite complex issues and trying to put them in a practical framework that we can use on a day-to-day basis. That's what Ask the Doc is all about. Uh, Professor Rob McLaughlin, thank you. You are incredibly generous and humble the way you keep inviting your friends to the table uh, so that we can get the very best expertise. And so we appreciate you doing that again. And uh, Professor Suzanne Chambers, Dean of the Faculty of Health at the University of Technology, Sydney, thank you. We are going to lean on you further if that's okay, because uh, in some ways we are a bit better mechanics uh, with our body than we are with our minds. So we might call on your expertise again in an upcoming episode if that's all right. Be delighted. For a great range of resources and tools to help you live well, head to the Spanner in the Works website. You can just search it up or go to mailhealth.org.au. Everything you hear on the Shed Wireless is created to inform and is not intended to be a substitute for personal advice from your doctor.